Hello everyone. Do you ever find that there are a lot of Q and A's on the internet, but it's mostly a lot of unanswered Q's and not enough sufficient A's? Well, that's where we come in. Do you like hearing about how you can manage better relationships in life, love, and work? Do you like would-you-rather questions? Do you like hypothetical situations? Do you like laughing, maybe crying? And do you like hearing lots of swear words? Then this show is definitely for you. Can we make you smile at least once during this show? You know what? That's our cue. Here we go, and we are live with another episode of That's Our Cue, where we take your cute little baby cues and, like, they're little clay cues, and we sculpt them and mold them and squish them and bop them and twist them and pull them until they turn into beautiful A's for your enjoyment. And my name is Adam, and alongside me is my year of 20 plus. No, you're not my year. You're my friend. My friend of 20 plus years. His name is Josh. Say hi, Josh. How's it going? Thanks. I'm thank good. Thanks for asking. Um, and then we have our first guest on the show. Um, we just talked before this recording, and we still don't know what she's going to say about herself, but her name is Kimmy, and we met through the Twitters. Hello, Kimmy. Hey, guys. How, tell us one thing about you that you think is pertinent for you to dispense wisdom upon our show. For my deep wisdom. Yeah, I have well of traveled wisdom. all over the country. I have lived in five, six different states, and I've worked in restaurants. So I have seen people, talked to people, dealt with people in all type of ways. I'm ready for the questions. That sounds like you're qualified. There we go. We, honestly, we would just take, you know, anybody who, you know, asked. <laughs> so you have way more qualifications than what we usually ask for. <laughs> so that's good. I set the bar high. You set uh, the bar high. Fail. No, there, there's no failure on that's our cue. Um, okay, so let's go with our very first question then, shall we? Um, so um, question number one, this is a Quora question. I think it's pronounced Quora, Quora, Quora. Um, and it's from a man named Joel Smith, and he is a bioengineer, apparently, so says his profile. Um, and he asks, if you traveled through time where technology didn't exist with nothing but the clothes you have on, how would you prove that you're from the future? Kimmy, you're our guest. You go first. How would you prove that you are from the future with only the clothes on your on your body? I mean, there's no technology, so it's not like you can even show, like, if you have your uh, smartwatch or anything on. It's like, because that's not going to work. But it's like, do you want that? Do you want them to be afraid of you? Because then, you know, rule with an iron fist. But then it's like, you could also go easy and like, you know, I'm going to make fire right now because who am I around? I don't even know. Can you make fire? Yeah, you know, I was just oh. thinking about that, how like. You should always carry a lighter because you never know when it's going to get sent back in time. And you could be like the inventor of fire if you get sent back far enough, you know? Yeah. Handheld fire right there. Right there. Um, Josh, what would you use to prove that you uh, are from the future? I mean, really, what what period are we going back to? Because that would set different bars. See, it says where technology didn't exist, but I'm assuming they mean like electronics because like technology is kind of a wide umbrella. So like I'm assuming they mean like probably pre-electricity times because um, I feel like you could it's going to be hard to impress 
I don't think cavemen are going to want you to prove to them that you're the future. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're going to kill you and take your clothes. So, um, yeah, let's just say like Renaissance era. Um, Josh, how would you prove that you're from the, another time? Um, well, I mean, you could even just show them your clothes and be like, here, this is machine stitched. Look at that. <laughs> and they're like, like what like, means machine? <laughs> well, like, like, see how this, how this pattern is repeating. Yeah. A machine did that. You know, you know, you know, uh, fucking, um, Donatello and all the shit he's drawing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got that shit. <laughs> Except yeah. our helicopters are a lot less floppy. Right. I would I would show them my zippers. Chances are my pants is going to have a zipper. I'm gonna be like, guys, you, this is going to blow you away when you realize another way that you can fasten pants and like make bags and shit. Look at this thing. Zip, 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 zip. <laughs> well, even you have like if you have like blue jeans on, you've got that denim because that didn't come around like for clothing until what, the 1800s for the gold rush. That's true. So, I like how we're all focusing on the physical things. We're like, we could probably just say like something around that time if we had any, yeah. you know, we could just exactly. be like, hey, you but, know what? They name a Ninja Turtle after oh. you. What? <laughs> <laughs> where's, where, where's, you know, give me, give me the, re- give me Leonardo, you know, give me all yeah, the like, rest of the Ninja Turtles. Where's Michelangelo? Yeah, no, I'm like, yeah, did, did Leonardo draw the, 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 the man with the bong yet? <laughs> <Who's that? laughs> Well, I mean, they all, they they all drew dongs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dongatello changed his name when he realized that everybody was doing it. He was like, yeah, well, you know, I guess I guess I gotta lose lose my dong. You know, have have you seen the Sistine Chapel dongs <laughs> dongs everywhere? Dongs and pointing. There we go. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd say that that answered your question, Joel. Listen, there's a lot of ways zippers dongs fabric stitching uh you know um fire yeah everybody knows that people didn't have fire back then (laughs) they didn't have tv (laughs) how are they gonna have fire (laughs) idiots (laughs) um okay next question shall we do another question you guys want to do some more questions oh okay so this one i have to answer this is from uh, our friend Cass, who sent a question into our form and she'll also probably be on the show sooner than later. You also have heard her on the Role Players podcast, but she sends a question in that says, <laughs> "She says, what do I do when I accidentally catch my ten-year-old son jerking it? I've been a single mom for ten years, and recently I accidentally caught my son jerking on his ding dong. Actually, she put ding doing, <laughs> which is really just the word doing. If you think about the word doing, it's just doing, but." <laughs> Do I say something to him and tell him that's an older boy thing or just leave it alone? Thanks. So we need to ask, we need to answer Cass's question. Um, uh, Kimmy, you said you're, you're, you have mom experience, right? Yeah, this is, oh, this is, this is my worst nightmare. Um, And I know it's going to happen. (laughs) This is a good way to help you prepare for it. Yeah. It's going to be one of those things. It's like, look. I'm going to knock when I enter your room, (laughs) but you know, that is for your room only, please. Like we're, we're going to have the talk and this is going to be awkward for both of us, you know, but you're going to do that in your room and that's it. So the first thing you had to tell him was like, look, listen, (laughs) don't do this at the kitchen table. 
Don't oh. do this in the car. Make sure your door is locked. <laughs> just just close the door. If your door's closed, I'm going to knock on it. I'm going to give you that privacy. Okay. Uh, but I now, don't want to see that. Now, but how does she, should she have the talk with him to say like, say like, hey, maybe not the sex talk, but like, hey, you know what? But then again, she says, she does she tell him that it's an older boy thing? Or does she just let it go and just let him play with his new toy? Um, you know, mine's six and, you know, every once in a while he does that too. And I'm like, stop, this is not something that you do sitting in the living room. Just, you know, you're, you're just, you're just playing with something to play with something like you play with your toes right now. So, you know, Kimmy, um, we don't, it's like, I mean, oh. we don't, we don't grow out of that. We don't I know. grow out of that. <laughs> oh, I know. Like, oh. <laughs> I, I don't get whatever makes you guys happy, I guess. But it, it's going to be have to be one of those things where it's like, this is going to be a private thing. Right. And just go into your room. Right. Explore um, yourself. If you have questions, I can help. But I'm going <laughs> to knock on the door if the door is closed. Okay. All right, Josh, same question. Should she talk to him about it? Tell him it's an older boy thing or should she just let him go and do do his thing? I'm not a parent, so I'm going to pass on this question. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, how do you remember? Did you ever have the talk, Josh? The talk about either that or you know the other talk, the big one. With my parents, no, no, they just <laughs> left that to sex ed and what was it, middle school? Right, which is which is just middle school, right? <laughs> like, did you wait? Did you have sex ed in middle school? I didn't have sex ed. Oh, unless you're talking about health class where, you know, they say this is a wee-wee and this is a JJ. Uh, yeah, that pretty much. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know we were all excited when we got to look into his books and see uh, outlines of, you know, of genitalia. I'm like, whoa, well, well, wow, this isn't censored. What the fuck? <laughs> That's crazy. Um, Yeah, you know, I'm not a mom either. But, you know, my opinion is this. Um just because I know kids get and get embarrassed. Like if you're going to talk to them about it, make sure that you make them think like, understand that like, it's not like, you know, he, you don't want them to become scared of, of it. Not, yeah. not necessarily scared of his own wiener, but I mean like scared of talking to you about it or, or, you know, understanding it. So just, you know, I would say if you're going to talk to him about it, or if you feel like you should just keep it quick, just like Kimi did. It's like, Hey, you know what? Maybe don't do that. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, scratching, scratching your butthole in public. It's like, hey, you know, it's just we don't do that. There's a know? time and a place. Right. And There's a time like, and a place. Okay. Just like, hey, you know Go what? Just, just just just, you know, maybe maybe refrain from doing that because the devil will get you. No, don't do that. That's <laughs> no. the of what I just said to do. It's you like and you want to be able to have that open relationship where they can come to you with stuff as well. Because yeah, teenage like... years are rough. Yeah. You know, maybe make it a challenge. But like, hey, you know what? You know, I saw you doing this, but hey, maybe like I challenge you not to do it until you're 13. If you do, I'll get you a PlayStation 7 when it comes out, you know, <laughs> and then, you know, maybe he'll maybe he'll stop. Make it fun. Um, you know. OK, um, how about one more question and then we'll do a little little history sesh. So I hope you're ready, Kimmy, because I'm, I'm oh, hoping I'm that ready. you're going to carry us for that after that. All right. Um, Joshua, let's start with you this time. This person is Lily Santiago, and she asks, 
Apparently, she's a common sense guru at self-employment. It sounds great. It sounds lucrative. Um, she asks, how can I convince my husband to name our daughter Unique, spelled with the word the word unique, but with a Y in front of it? Um, he said people would pick on her, but if somebody picks on her, they are not the kind of people that she would want to be friends with anyway. So her question again is, how can she convince her husband to name their forthcoming daughter unique? What are your opinions on that, Joshua? Um, I would say worry less about how she's going to get bullied. And by the way, she's going to get bullied. I, I would, I would say worry less about that and more of, um, you know, prejudices in the workplace do exist, uh, especially in the hiring process. And there, you know, possibly someone at, at a job, you know, going through candidates would look at that and just kind of go, mm, yeah, no. Yeah. That is an unfortunate reality, but that does happen. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. It's, it's bullshit that it does, but it does happen. Yeah. I, I, I can concur that I have heard of that happening in multiple stages. Um, Kimmy, what do you think? How can she convince? The question is, really, how can I convince my husband to let us name our daughter unique? But I feel like the question is also like, do we agree that we should, <laughs> you know, like, that that's a good idea. Can you make it a middle name and not her first name? Like there's, at least there's give, an idea. give her a fighting chance because kids are cruel. They are cold and they are malicious and they will eat you alive. And they often so, lack filters. Yes. You know? So once they understand, and really, I think like in a smaller school, like if you grow up with a bunch of kids, because the thing is like everybody wants to have a unique name. This parent so much that they literally want the name to be unique, mm -hmm. you know, like, and I'm sure somebody else, and, and I'm sorry to tell you, Lily, somebody probably already has that somewhere, <laughs> you know, like people are naming their kids North and Apple, you know, like again, unique could be a pretty name, but yeah, I, I I don't know if I want to help you convince your husband for that. Unless, of course, like what Kimmy said, you want to make yeah. it a middle name. Can we make it a nickname for something? I don't even know. There you know. go. That's, that's, now, there's an idea. There's an yeah. idea. You know, like maybe you could even make up a cutesy little story that she won't remember. She won't remember. You can say, oh, well, you know, you're always just doing the most unique stuff. So we just thought it'd be a cute nickname to call you unique. Yeah. You know, and maybe it'll stick. That way, if someone says, oh, someone says, oh what's your name? You go, oh, hi, I'm unique. They go, no, no, but really. Like, no, actually, it's like, it's like Jill. But like my parents call me unique and then you can put it in as your rapper name, like Jill unique Santiago, Done, you know, right there like, or oh. yeah, that way you can have your cake and consider eating it. I don't know, but exactly. It, it's, it's something special that you want to do. So make it nothing that is going to cause her future harm. Right. Or on the other hand, um, per Josh's suggestion, when, or like when it comes to like jobs and such is like. If you really are adamant to make it the first name, then give her a fighting chance of a middle name. Don't yeah. make both names weird. Again, I don't mean to say weird, but like but compared to what's expected as more normality, that's a weird name for a lot of people. Something so like, more general. Right. Like so my like, best friend goes by his middle name because he hates his first name. My grandmother right. did the same thing. Yeah. Uh, another one of our fellow podcast friends, Mr. Ray. 
real name isn't Ray. He just likes that name better than his first name, <laughs> you know? So like make, make it be like Anna Marie or, or like, I don't know, uh, again, like I said, Jill, you know, something that is more normalized that if, if she is finding there to be a struggle, she can just adjust and be like, no, no, no I prefer to go by Jill. Just, you know, boss lady, call me Jill, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? And that way, when she gets to the interview, then she can say, you know, my parents name unique, but I go by Jill. That's what I, that's my professional name. Okay, cool. Yep. You know, save yourself. Well, save her some grief. Also yourself, because you're going to be fighting your husband over a name. That, like, really? Is this worth it? This is not the hill you want to die on. There's a lot of hills to die on, you know, that you can <laughs> use. You can wield against your husband later. This is not one. Accept this loss and then wield it later. <laughs> like, well, you know, you got to pick the name. So I'm going to pick, I don't know, what color her room is, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, oof, man. Yeah, that was a toughie. That was, that was cringing trying to think of how i would answer that question <laughs> um all right so let's segue into our first guest history lesson and just to kind of let you guys know just like how josh does it it can be long it can be short it can be middle sized you know there's no wrong sizes under the sun here so it's just we want to learn a little bit about what somebody has a specialty in or a history in and so kimmy why don't you hit us with what you want to talk about today with your history mini lesson. All right. So I am from Philly originally, and I was a tour guide while I was in college. So I do know a lot about the city of Philadelphia. And one of the big staples of Philly is the cheesesteak. Oh, so the cheesesteak was actually invented in the 1930s. And there was two guys, Pat and Harry Oliveri, and they're the ones who get the credit for inventing the sandwich is just the chopstick on the Italian roll. So that's, that's the invention. That that was it. It just yeah, seems so simple like, when you say it out loud. <laughs> they owned a hot dog stand and they decided they wanted to make something new and a cab driver called up or drove up, not called, and asked for one for himself. And he was so impressed. He's like, screw the hot dogs. You guys need to make this. And then the cheesesteak stands went up right near the Italian market in South Philly. Pat opened up his own restaurant, which is Pat's King of Steaks. And, okay, here's a question for you guys. There's a couple different cheeses that are the, you know, general ones you get on there. What was the first cheese put on there? Swiss. No, that's not it. <laughs> Josh, what other cheeses exist? Uh... Uh, mozzarella. Was it mozzi? No, provolone. That was the first cheese. Uh, that's that my favorite on one, but I didn't want to say because I was afraid it would be uh, wrong. Oh, man, right? It's weird. Uh, like uh, I'm, I'm the, I'm the whiz. Like, give me put that cheese whiz on there. Mm. Give me that fake liquid cheese on there. That is all I need. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like cheesesteaks have become such a big staple in Philly. You can go anywhere and get one. Either it's good or it's bad if you get them out of the area. But yeah, that's my cheesesteak history. Wow. I didn't know that. What year did you say that was? 1930s? Yeah, in the early 1930s. Josh, did you know Did you know that cheesesteak sandwiches were invented in, in hot dog stands? What? <laughs> I did not. Wow, boy, the more you know. Um, 
you know, it's that's one of those things that if I had got chucked back in time, I'd be like, boy, here I would be trying to think like, how am I going to convince somebody to make like, you know, the train or an engine? I'm like, because I don't have any experience with that, but I have experience with putting meat on bread. Like, <laughs> like I could go back and invent so many foods before the people that invented the foods could invent them, or I could partner oh with gosh, them. I want to, I wouldn't want to yeah. steal their idea. I'd yeah. feel bad for stealing it, but I'd be like, hey, you know what? I just came from the future, and I need to tell you about something that you need to fucking do like right now. Put ch- chunks of cheap of steak on a Italian roll. You're not gonna regret this. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe you were there and did that. Maybe you were the cab driver. Maybe you've already I, been back in time to do this. I like to believe that there's a universe where that stuff happens all the time, where people like were not smart enough to come up with those things. Like there's a weird time dilation where like we know of them, but they haven't yet, and then we are the ones that invented the thing before they invented it even though they invented it but time travel's tricky yeah so i don't know what i'd fuck up i would accidentally i would go back and invent the philly cheesesteak and then i don't know then i I don't know we would be underwater because of global warming i don't know something crazy would happen (laughs) um uh, okay um shall we do a couple more questions lady and gentlemen yeah let's do it um Oh, this is a, this is an interesting one. This question is from Sebastian Phillips, who says they are pretty good at smelling bullshit. That's their that's their profile uh, description. Uh, and they say, my partner came out as polyamorous and revealed they have another partner. The other partner knows about me, but I'm monogamous and didn't know about them. What do I do? This feels crummy. Um. Kimmy, you're our guest. What do you say to this very, this puzzle, this puzzle of a situation? Two words, break up. That is not, that is, that is crossing your boundary. And that, that counts as cheating right there. They may be polyamorous, but the fact that they're hiding someone from you for however long this is going on, no, like. It's one thing if you were poly and into that, then that is completely okay. But there has to be that knowledge there. And because you're monogamous, then it, it's not going to work. Yeah. Like there, that is a no-win situation. What do you say, What do you say, Josh? Should they say something? What do they do? Yeah, it, it sounds like who you're with was just cheating and uh they thought they were about to be caught so it's like oh i wasn't cheating i'm polyamorous and this is my other partner oh you know i was thinking that i was wondering if maybe this was just an excuse to fuck around without any repercussions yeah that that that's what i was thinking two very radically different perspectives one is like oh hey i'm poly and it's okay and the other one's like no i just need to come up with this um yeah that's yeah i i agree on regardless of why they did it it that doesn't mean it's okay you you know there's like this kind of stigma where like something i've been trying to combat is like just because i understand what or why you're doing doesn't make that what you're doing is okay you know like i understand why some people become serial killers because of their trauma but that doesn't mean it's okay to be a serial killer you know (laughs) like so like you know and in this case like maybe maybe they are polyamorous okay maybe they think oh that's a great idea but the fact that they didn't tell you that's fucked up you know they need to talk to you before they do anything that's not how it works 
oh, absolutely. A lie of omission is still a lie in this particular case, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And if they try to make you feel bad, because it's a thing. This is why I think I agree more with Josh. Not that I don't agree with what you're saying, Kimmy, because it's just bad. It's cheating no matter what label you want to put on it. But to me, this seems like a, a really shitty way to have them justify what they did by saying, oh, no, no, I'm Polly now. It's fine. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I mean, they hurt you and you have every right to feel how you feel, regardless of why they did it. You don't have to be OK with that. And you have every right to be like, well, OK, <laughs> polyamorous, you know, you know, there's ethical non-monogamy, which is probably what they were hoping you would roll with. <laughs> but it ain't, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's like, no, this is still like, you know, yeah. Um, oh, I'm Polly now to cover up for this. Okay, no, that's not how it works because you're still breaking a boundary from a relationship and relationships have rules. Right. I mean, is it polyamory? Because again, I, I don't know the full ins and outs of polyamory, but is it is I thought polyamory was usually between multiple people who were all involved. That's what or is there or are there like brackets? Like I don't know if I understand it enough to know like could like say, could this person, this person's partner, Sebastian's partner could they be Polly, and he knows about it, but he's also monogamous and fine with it? Does this, does that still make it Polly, or is that just ethical non-monogamy, or is ethical non-monogamy still under the Polly blanket? I don't know if I understand it. I don't know. Like, sadly, that is not one I am a pro on. No, me either. Uh, <laughs> hey, listeners, if you hear this, hit me on Twitter at RolePlayersWin and tell me the answer. <laughs> and I'll have you on as a guest and we can come back and talk about this question. Uh, Cause yeah, I don't know, but either way, the, the end result is still the same. Um, fuck that. It's not okay. Back to Kimmy's response. Break up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you don't get to lie to somebody and think everything's okay or even using it as an excuse. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's fucked up. Now, now it'd be one thing if they came out as, as Polly and, then said, hey, I'm thinking about maybe having another partner. Run that by them first and not not just say, oh, hey, by the way, I have another partner. Yeah. Right. Especially if you were busted. If they're like, well, who's this? Like, oh, right. Of course. How could oh, so silly of me? I forgot to tell you I'm Polly now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. How could I? Oh, I, you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, even if that is the case, that that can't be a silent agreement. That can't be a one-sided agreement. It's it's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, you can just be like, well, I've decided I'm a landlord now, and I don't want you in this house anymore. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Um. Okay. Um. Here's one that I just picked because I thought it's such an interesting question that I I too have thought about, but. Only because I'm a dance instructor and some I'm more aware of what my body does. And like, so, so the question is posted on Reddit from someone called iron and rope. And they say, how do I walk? And this was one of the only ones I found in that thread that wasn't answered. Like nobody answered this question. So, and they said, how do I walk? <laughs> I'm 30. I'm 32. <laughs> it's just so stupid. It's like, it's uh, bad when Reddit's at a loss. Like, <laughs> Everything. That's, what do you mean you can't know, answer this? That's what made it so good. Was I checked? <laughs> I checked back on this question so many times, and nobody answered it. So, I'm 32, and I and I still don't know how to use my arms. Throughout high school, I just kept my hands in my hoodie pocket. Now, as an adult, I'll put one hand in my pocket or be holding something so I don't swing one arm. Even walking at night, I try, <laughs> I try swing my arms, but probably look like some deranged creatures roaming the street. 
<laughs> we need to help this person. <laughs> Iron and rope needs to learn how to walk, guys. How do we help them? What do we do? <laughs> this is such a silly question. Kimmy, what do you think? How do we help this person walk? Um, it's, I think walking's like a lot in your shoulders, too. Yeah, you're moving your feet, but twist your shoulders as you're walking. I think that really helps. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's like you never think about walking. It's just one of those things. You just do it. If I think about it, I'm going to fall over. Yeah. You know, walking is just getting really good at not falling. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's really what I think it is. It's like, how's Josh, your balance? Are you, Josh, are you attentive to your, like, to your arms when you walk or your hands? Um, uh, I just kind of zone out when I'm walking. So what about, what, okay, here's one that I think about is what do you do with your hands, Josh, when you're standing still, like say if you're talking to somebody, like if we're standing like maybe a few feet apart, let's say six feet because COVID, you know, we're just talking and we're both standing. Are you aware of what you do with your hands when you're talking to somebody and just holding still? Uh, kind of, uh, usually, uh, if I'm like near a, a surface, I'll just kind of rest them on that surface. You do that on purpose or do you think you just do it without thinking about it? Uh, a little column A, a little column B. Have you ever, have you ever considered what you're like, do you guys ever have this? We'll get back to your question, Iron and Rope, but I've always wanted to talk about this and this isn't a good opportunity to talk about it because it's kind of something that I think about a lot is especially when you're holding still again, the only time I ever thought about in movement, what my arms were doing is either when I was dancing or when I was running or trying to do like a Lord and exercise. I'm trying like, what the fuck are my arms supposed to do when I use my legs? But like standing still, I'm very hyper aware of what the fuck my hands and my arms are doing. Do you guys, uh, Kimmy, do you ever like wonder, like, should I put my hands in my pockets? Am I crossing my arms too much? And my, my hands are on my hips. Why am I doing that? Do you ever, are you ever aware of that? I usually fidget with like something like my chapstick or a pen just to keep my hands going to just try and keep some sort of focus or so I can be involved in the conversation. Is it? If, n- so, if not, I'll be like Ricky Bobby and be like, I don't know what to do with I my don't hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, put them right, down right. your sides. <laughs> and then they come right back up. It's like, what? Yeah. So, so do you do that because of it's like a, like a, like a nerves thing or do you do it because you literally don't know what to do with your hands? It, it, it's like a nerves thing. It's like just playing like it, with like something. A, like an attention calming. thing? Like a fidget spinner or whatever yeah. those things are, fidget toy? It's like, I'll just like hold my chapstick or a pen and I just start like, you know, just doing like, just spinning the pen through my fingers, just wrapping it through. Right. Um, Josh, another question for you in, in regards to this. When you put your hands in your pockets when you're standing, do you, mm-hmm. put your, you, do you put your thumbs in your pockets as well when you're just standing still? This is an important question. <laughs> uh yeah you put your whole hand in there no no i I just kind of hook the thumb you hook the thumb like a cowboy you put only the thumbs in yeah oh so you frame the balls as that's what you're doing sure that's what that's what they call in the modeling industry is framing (laughs) the balls interesting i don't know if i ever paid attention to that i'm gonna have to pay attention when i see you next when we're standing up see what your hands are doing i do expect a report about this yeah so kimmy do you I, frame I can't wait. Do, do you frame the balls when you no. put your hands in your pocket it's like no? i throw like my thumbs out so, you're, thumbs so your fingers are, are in your thumb is out uh-huh see that's what i do because i feel i've been hyper aware that i used to put my hands in my pockets when like i'm i don't care what my hands are doing when i'm talking I care what my hands are doing when I'm not talking. 
So like, I'm trying to pay attention to what someone's saying, but also being like, what the fuck am I doing with my hands? So like, I'm like, if I find like, I'm, I'm crossing my arms for a while. I'm like, fuck, why did I cross my arms? Like, and I try to hyperanalyze myself. So like, so I'm like, I'm just going to put purposely put my hands in here and let my thumbs hang out because it makes me look confident. Cause if my thumbs go in the pocket, it makes me look sheepish. And that's one thing I am not. <laughs> so. It's like, how do I hide that? I, it's just my resting bitch face that right. I'm not just like, I'm interested in what you're telling me. Okay. So let me uncross my arms. Let me, let me try and be like, okay, cool. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I just look like I'm really bitchy. Right. <laughs> like, you know, I need to just be, what are my eyebrows doing right now? Is my, are my lips <laughs> curled too much? Um, so back to the matter at hand, walking with your hands. Here's the, here's genuinely what I know to be true about human anatomy. Is that if you walk without, if you just let your arms hang, like take all the energy out of your arms. And I know this from dance. If you take all the energy out of your arms and you just walk like a br- not briskly, but like if you take normal size steps and you just walk for a few paces, your arms will do what they're supposed to do. <laughs> because as you said, Kimmy, shoulders, your shoulders move with the sway of your legs. So like there's what's called contra body movement. So like as your left leg goes forward, your right arm will typically swing forward as well. It helps you balance when you walk. That is a known thing in in anatomy. So you don't have to actually know what your arms are doing when you walk. (laughs) Just let them hang and do their thing. I'm telling you. Just don't focus on them. Just let them go. They will do what they're supposed to do. I promise. (laughs) Like it just, you know, now if there's like, I always think about like when I'm breathing or what my hands are doing when I'm working out because I don't want to do it wrong. But like at least with walking, they'll do what they're supposed to do. Contra body movement is how, contra in general is how your body keeps itself up. Like, you know, you ever notice how like when someone's like who's been bent over a lot or slouched over. And I know that at least half our listeners probably just sat up straight when they heard me say that, um, you know, when people are slouched over, you know why they still able to stand up is because their ass juts outward. That's a design in your body to try to keep you up. Your body has the more one part goes forward. Another part goes back to try to keep you upward the best of its ability. That's just how your body works. So, you know, diatribe over, you'll be fine. Or just frame the balls. I think that's another valid option. Frame the balls. Frame the balls. Frame the balls. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm just going to write it down now. That's what I'm going to call the episode. It might as well be the title. It's perfect. It's beautiful. <laughs> frame. I'm going to put frame the balls with Kimmy. Oh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> or do you like featuring? Like if it's on a rap track. <laughs> oh, featuring makes me sound like I got that street cred. All right. We'll put feet. I'm, I'm Kimmy. okay. Yeah. This makes it sound more. <laughs> it makes more it feel very important and special. So. Yes. All right. Our last question of the day. Um, see, I added six questions in because we had a guest, so I want to make it more special. Um, so I hope that you felt that, Kenny, because usually we do five. Oh, um, I did. I'm having so much fun. Good. Um, Josh, are you having fun? Are you doing okay over there? Yeah. How are you? How I'm, are you? I'm doing all right. Can I just ask, this is, a, this is a sixth question that isn't on the list, but how, how are you? I'm doing all right. Yeah. How do you feel today? Like, do, do you feel empowered? Um, <laughs> well, this morning I was feeling annoyed. Tell us, tell uh, us about that. Okay. So the place I work at, uh, the, the, found, the founder and former owner uh, apparently died like last week. No shit. S- oh, man. So... I never met the guy. I've been working there for like seven months. I don't know. I've never met the fucking guy. But um, they had like like 
uh, everyone in the company go go stand by the road with like a candle as as the funeral procession drove by. It's like this is awkward. Why are we doing this? <laughs> It's like, it's like you right. know, he's not, he wasn't, he was, he was, he was the queen. He was their queen of, <laughs> of, you know, were Irish people really happy that he was passed or, you know, or do you know, was he beloved? I, again, is I've worked there for like seven <laughs> months. I, I don't know the guy. I don't know his family. Do you think it was more of a respect thing or that people actually like knew him? Do you think the majority of the people I, there actually knew who he was? I'm 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 sure the older crowd did and uh you know like the like the management staff probably knew him but fuck I I had no clue who, who the dude was and never met him never met their family it's like this is just awkward. Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially if like nobody else, you know, I don't know. You know, I would want people to fire off some sort of fireworks, you know, to make it look like you guys were celebrating that I was dead. You know, I think that would be funny. <laughs> some people out with cringe. With stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. With cringe and joy. Like, <laughs> they're, oh, look, mommy, fireworks. Oh, that's a funeral. Huh. <laughs> huh. You know, why is that man pooping on that man's coughing? I don't know. Um, okay. Last question. This one is from Brian Haas. Oh, I'm sorry, Kimmy. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing better. It's been a long nine days of work in a row. So yeah, did your did the did the head honcho of the, your company pass or no? Nobody died. It's just oh good. It's it's just been a long long week. And do you have the weekend off to recuperate, Kimmy? No, I'm back to work tomorrow. What time? Eleven a.m. Okay, so you got a little bit of time. I can sleep in tomorrow. Oh, excellent. Well, I feel but Okay, that feels that makes me feel good. Yeah. Sleeping in is wonderful and everyone should do it. Okay. Well, that's good. Are you feeling are you having a good time with us, Kimmy? I'm having a great time. Excellent. You know, I I've been I've realized I hadn't heard your voice before until we started this recording. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, so I'm glad that everything's flowing smoothly. It's everything's working great. Um shall we do the final question? You guys feeling good to do a question? One more? Let's do it. Let's go for it. Okay. This is from Brian Haas from Quora. Um, And he says, Can I sue Walmart for allowing me to leave their store during a tornado warning? My car was flipped flipped over and I wasn't hurt. But can I sue for mental trauma? So Walmart... They want to know if they can sue Walmart for for letting him go outside in a tornado warning, which I guess it wasn't a warning because the car was flipped over. So it was there. <laughs> so, you know, um, but he wasn't hurt. But I guess this was traumatic and he wants to know if he can sue. What do you think, Kimmy? I mean, obviously, you're an adult, so you're making adult decisions. Don't push those decisions onto other people. Like, unless yeah. they flipped your car, are you going to sue whichever make and model of your car it was? Yeah. Or whatever deities you choose. You know, whatever I am going one, to sue Mother Storms. Nature right now. <laughs> like, come yeah. here. Where's Thor at? Like, get this That's thunder right. out of here. <laughs> uh, Josh, can Brian, should Brian sue? Should he sue? Probably not. Um, because... Again, is he made a decision. 
Now, if they were, if they locked him in the store and said, "Hey, you can't go out. There's a there's a tornado warning," then he probably has uh, grounds to sue based on that. Uh, them them detaining him without uh, without his permission, but um, something like that. He made the decision. It'd be it'd be hard to sue. That really does bring up an interesting dilemma, though, right? Like ethical versus legal. Because, like, okay, what if like they see the tornado out there? It's ripping up the parking lot, and they like, dude, we can't let you go out there. You're gonna fucking die, you know. And then you know, on if we let you go out there and you die, like, that's on your family, your kid, us. But if we don't let you leave, then you're gonna be pissed and sue us anyway for not letting you, like, for detaining you from a tornado you know like that's that's a that's a slippery slope for you know to, to be in um not so much for brian but for <laughs> for everyone else involved i guess you know Plus, like why do you want to go out in that stay somewhere until it passes and then you know once it's back to being safe outside then do it being outside in a tornado sucks yeah, I've only seen one in my life, and it was it was about a mile away. Like we could see it touching down, and I was like, "Nope, <laughs> that's a big fat nope." I want to be even further away <laughs> than I am now. Yeah, I think what it was like. I don't know. I don't remember what year it was. I was living in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and the whole line of tornadoes came up from Alabama and ripped right through. And this Woof. was in like April, so they hit overnight, and I went to work that day because I have to go to work. I'm an adult. Go to work. Sure. I worked at a hotel that was a converted steamboat and it sat on the Tennessee River. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> so that <laughs> night, more That's tornadoes excellent. started hitting. So it was mostly employees there. There were a few guests that checked in. We still somehow had power for a little bit. It did cut out. But we went out on the deck because the tornadoes started ripping through again. And we're watching them. And I'm like, God, we're idiots. But oh my this God. is just neat to watch. Guys, this boat can't move. It's, just a, it's a hotel. We can't. We can't. <laughs> Got to get out of here. Yeah, it was wow. like one of the. It was a really old steamboat. It was the Delta Queen. And it was. It had the first female captain. No kidding. See, there's so much more history we could learn from you, Kimmy. We're going to need you to. Listen, I'm going to need a little bit more commitment on, you know, you did a good job. You saved it, but I'm going to need more from you next time because like okay. you have way more knowledge in that brain that I just need to hear. You See, have so much working, <laughs> you know, I've just been dead. <laughs> right. And we're just going to have to, you know, you saved it with the Philly cheesesteak. That was really informative. But, you know, now after you talk about the Delta Queen, I need to know more about all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and it's need... haunted. So, I mean, hey. You can't just see now. Now we have to have you back. You yeah. can't just say that. And not, you know, <laughs> uh, Brian, what, you know what, buddy? Yeah, I agree with them. Um, can you, can you sue? Sure. Why not? Go for it. Go talk to a lawyer and ask them what they think and say, <laughs> Hey, they let me walk out and have my car flipped by a tornado. I'm fine, but I'm emotionally distraught that they allowed me to walk out into a tornado. Well, you know, like, <clears throat> well, well, here's, here's the thing though, is, is he, he's saying, he wasn't hurt. That right there, you cannot sue because that means you don't have what's known as a cause of action. Hmm. I was I wasn't hurt. That that that's you admitting you do not have a cause of action, which is 
basically, basically, what are you hoping to get out of the court? How how are you harmed by the the defendant in which you need whatever reparation for? Right, like I need five hundred thousand dollars because I'm distraught that my car got flipped. You know, like if anything, I'd you probably have a closer thing to be like. Again, they didn't bring the tornado, but you could be like, hey, you know, at least you know your insurance, I guess, is going to cover the car. So like, you don't even need to do that, really. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah. not that I like Sam Wall or anything that he's ever created or Walmart in general, but I mean, like, but also. It's Walmart. <laughs> so like if you're going to sue him, they can probably afford a pretty good lawyer to be like, hey, you know what? We didn't want to detain him. And their lawyers are going to know that they're going to be like, well, you know, they can't illegally detain you. So you're going to go out and get sucked up by a tornado, you know, but that's your decision if you want to go and do that. <laughs> we all love the Wizard of Oz. OK, but that doesn't mean we want to go there. Yeah. If you want to go go find the, the poop flinging uh, winged monkeys, that's on your decision. But you can't sue them because you said, hey, I. Somewhere over the rainbow, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I concur. I think, you know, and, and I should be clear. Uh, I didn't recognize this because the fonts kind of like blended in. But Brian Haas does say on his profile, it says have autism and son has autism. So coming at this from like, maybe you really don't understand or maybe something about this doesn't click for you. Right. No. Don't do that because you, ultimately you're going to lose and you're going to have to pay for your own court costs and, you know, and for the lawyer and all other stuff. And so just from a logical standpoint, this is not something that you are going to get anything from. You would be better if you do have mental trauma to go sign on to better help or find a therapist if you have the insurance and talk to them about your troubles because Walmart is not going to want to hear about it. Or what they might do is throw you 500 bucks and say, here's a $500 gift certificate, but sit, shop somewhere else at a different Walmart because we don't want you in this one in case another tornado follows you. Yeah. You know, so like, yeah, from a strictly logical standpoint, if, if it's a truly something that you don't, that, that is hard for you to, to grasp, just don't waste your time, man. Don't waste your time. You know, it ain't, it ain't worth it. You have better things to do with your life and you can take care of your mental trauma without thinking that a big giant fortune 500 corporation is going to give a fuck about you, you know? <laughs> so especially if none of the, again, I'm not trying to fight against the Walmart employees cause they're just employees, but like, you know, really they probably knew like, well, we can't keep you here as much as we want to. We can't. So, you know, what are you, what, what are you going to do? Kimmy, do you have anything that you want to add? To that? No, no, I, I think, I think we got it really good. It's like it, it's not worth it. Yeah, we're really good at answering questions. I think. I think um, we're doing a great job. I think we're doing a great job. Um, okay. Um, Kimmy, is there anything that you want to talk about, or anything that you want to plug, or any, any message that you want to give to our people before we go to Josh's final words? Anything that you want to say, or anything that you've uh, got any projects, anything you're selling, anything that you, anything at all that you want to say before we wrap up? Not, I'm not doing anything at the moment. Like I'm, I'm playing games with friends and you know, I just want to say thank you for having me on here. This has been awesome. And I've really had a really fun time. Yeah. I, I think I, I agree. It was really, I'm really happy that you were able to come and do this with us, especially after your long work stint. Um, okay. So before we get to, uh, Josh's final words. Uh, I just want to say thank you again, firstly, to Kimmy for coming on. Uh, we were, I was trying to get this in the works for about a month and a half, 
I was starting to think I was never going to get it to work. It wasn't her. It was me, but we got it to work. Um, and then uh, also thank you to my good friend from work. His name is James, a.k.a. Frenzy Junkus. He made our theme song and he recently gave me an updated version, which I'm excited to use on this episode. So thanks, buddy. If you're still listening to these, I appreciate you, man. You're awesome. And whenever you drop that new EP, I'll put all the links in all the shows, buddy. Um, so thank you for doing that. And he gave it to me for free. It was just, he just, he didn't charge me anything for it. So it was really sweet of him. Um, and also if you have any questions that you would like to submit to the show to use, uh, you can go to Twitter and, uh, go to at role players win. That's R O double L players win on Twitter, or you can just use hashtag T O Q because I look for those. Um, and you know, we would love to have more of your questions on the show. And also thank you to Cass for submitting a question. Um, and also thank you to Josh because he's been my friend for a very long time, uh, through thick and through thin. We haven't always seen eye to eye on things, but I'm really happy that we still can hang out and do stupid shit like this. So, and, and having said that, Josh, um, give us Josh's final words, buddy. Well, I don't know. Bound Network Legacy Collection is coming out next year, so I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) Excellent.